How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the Nick of Time podcast. We have a great one for you. We're going to be talking about overcoming challenges in life, different types of anxiety, new environments, and also uh, quitting uh, bad habits. We have a very special guest for you today, a close friend of mine. We're stationed together in Turkey. He goes by the name of Eddie Gomez. Great man, family man, uh, just a well-rounded person. And um, yeah, I'm excited to share this kind of information with you. Eddie, the floor is yours. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, like you said, I'm Eddie. Uh, we met in Chilik, um, from California, uh, Los Angeles, raised, and then moved over to Riverside. Um, again, met Nick out in, uh, in Turkey. Um, great dude. Clicked pretty much immediately. Uh, definitely uh, held it down together while we were there. Uh, kept each other in check. That's me. Uh, I guess you'll find out more as uh, we continue. Sure will. And uh, just to all my uh, Texas friends out there, um, he is uh, religious on In-N-Out over Whataburger. I don't really get into that kind of beef because it's just like silly to me. But Whataburger is the spot at midnight or whenever you leave, wherever you're going, uh, to get a good uh, fast food um a good fast no, food place. Uh, no, no, I disagree those, on it, but that's definitely <laughs> when one. We have those late night munchies. No, yeah. I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, so I just want to get into it on, on the whole catch up thing, man. How you been, bro? How's life? How's the family? Good, man. Just you know, adjusting uh, here. It's definitely different. Um, it, it's uh, definitely like you said, middle of nowhere, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, definitely new. Uh, you know, coming from big city like uh, LA and then Riverside and then uh, getting stationed out in Phoenix um, and then Turkey with you and then coming to literally a, maybe a five mile radius city. <laughs> so it's uh, it's definitely a lot different. Um, but, you know, the getting here in the unit, it's definitely been uh, pretty cool. My leadership, you know, uh, they trusted me from the get. So uh, taking on different roles, taking on leadership position. So it's definitely been a, a Quick turnaround from Turkey, but it's definitely uh, helped me out uh, and set me out on the right path right here. Awesome, love to hear. So, I uh, I guess I wanna I wanna know some things about as far as like you said, you go from LA to Phoenix, right? You're in Phoenix a while, a while in the military. Then you go to Turkey, which was like a whole different world in its own, and then to like small town Oklahoma. What are some I guess, pros and cons to both the big city and the small city and something that like you probably didn't expect that you actually enjoy. Right. So uh, obviously small city, small town. Um, it was a little nerve wracking coming here, you know, middle of Oklahoma. It was during the whole, you know, uh, election time. So we won't get into all that, but it was definitely, I was like kind of iffy about it, but um, you know, big city, you have more, more places to go, more places to see. You can take the kids out more. Um, you can take them out, you know, to the zoo. And here we have to drive either to Dallas, which is three hours away, uh, or OKC, which is also two and a half, three hours away. Um, but, you know, definitely the, one of the pros is uh, the family environment, I would say. Um, just because we can't go out, I guess we have to stay together. So we really, you know... Uh, 
getting soccer started here with my daughter was really important. Um, it definitely uh, brought people from the base, which a bunch of officers were working there or playing there with their kids um, to just the community people uh, that have their kids there. So it's definitely everybody kind of knows each other. So obviously, as you get here as a new person, kind of stand out. Um, and obviously, when you look like you're from the city, people are going to notice that you're from the city. Um, but other than that, I mean, just the, the, the close-knitness of, of the community here, uh, just how small it is, is definitely a lot different than, you know, walking down the streets of a big city where everybody's kind of just doing their own thing, speeding in their own lane, and trying to get, get to where they're going, so... Uh, pros and cons. Sure. I mean, the cons obviously not having that much to do, having a Walmart as our biggest store. So, uh, no Starbucks either. So, uh, but there is a nice little cafe here. It's pretty nice. Uh, so, that's that's the biggest pros and cons. That's awesome. I think a lot of people wouldn't survive without that Starbucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, my wife, you telling me? <laughs> so. Already. Well, I wanted to. Um... I want to talk about for all the people out there that aren't in the military and even the people that are in the military that maybe have gotten bases or locations that they've always wanted or at least decent ones to where, you know, they had a lot of things accessible to them. I just want to talk about how environments can really, uh, I guess we tend to think they dictate um, happiness. Now, don't get me wrong. Like there's certain places that are worse than others and you would prefer to be somewhere else but i think in the military a lot of times when you're forced on these places you really do a good job of making the most out of it and i think i think a lot of people don't get put in those situations so then they don't have to so they always think like well well if i if i do this like I'll, I'll I'll be good. Like you know, everything, all my problems, everything's gonna go away. Like yeah, like no problems are still problems. Yeah, whether you're in the Bahamas, yeah. whether you're in the Bahamas, or you know what I mean, you're in the middle of Oklahoma. You know, no, for sure, for sure. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to share. I touched on this a little bit. I think episode two, um, but I remember being in Germany, wanting to go to Texas. Uh, I was uh, not fed up with overseas, but I had just traveled. I've done a lot of stuff, and I was like, I wanted that stability. I wanted to come back to the States. Um, and for the people out there who don't know, aren't in the Air Force, there's, like, basic preferences. So if you go to, like, a short tour, like Turkey, Korea, Greenland, um, you get a basic preference and basically get priority on where you want to go to next. So when I was in Germany, I was like, well, I really want to go to Texas, um, but I didn't want to just roll the dice and um, see where the cards fell. So I decided, let me put all these short tours. Turkey was at the bottom of my list and I got Turkey. So I was like, here we go. Got there, wasn't there two weeks, COVID hit. And it was a, a really rough time. Um, but when, when, when I look at my beginning you know, of that, of that journey compared to the end of that journey. It's too, it, it's, it's literally night and day. And I just want to like explain to the people how, how a, a new environment sometimes, you know, cause I knew going in, it was already going to be like, 
pretty bad for the most part. I knew it wasn't going to be like the time of my life. Um, Lockdown with the bases already in. Yeah. And this is pre-COVID. So you had COVID onto that and you like closed everything down. So it was really terrible. But ended up finding the greatest, you know, people out there in the world. Some of the funniest people. Um, And I couldn't even imagine like, I couldn't imagine that experience exactly the way it happened with COVID, uh, with all those great people. Um, I couldn't imagine it being any other way. So I guess it's not a specific question, but if you could just touch on, you know, from your perspective, that environment change. Um, I know you had another one uh, from Turkey to Oklahoma, but that environment change from Phoenix to turkey and how that all like just like you know transpired yeah so so i got back so we'll just like start at the beginning so um i've been away from my family a couple times deployed uh twice out of luke uh the last time was 2016 got back 2017 um so the first time left my wife um she was pregnant uh, with our first child uh so i had that while i was gone came back whole new dynamic now I'm a dad now we live in a different apartment than when I left um two years later deploy again head out um definitely completely different environment uh went to uh, Iraq so that was you know a lot more different because your standard of living goes down um I get back we have our son so now I have you know my wife two kids we buy a home you know, we're pretty settled into the community of Phoenix. Like we're like, all right, this is pretty nice. We're good. Settled in at Luke. Um, pretty good. And then get the orders to Turkey. You know, obviously wife doesn't like that. She knows what that means. She means dad's going to be away for a year. So uh, leaving them was, a, it, it was a different vibe um, just because I knew that I was going to be gone for so long. Um, you know, I've done the six month tour away from them. Uh, it's a lot different knowing that you're going to be gone for a year. Um, but I left with the mindset that we were going to be able to take, uh, you know, that leave halfway through. And then, uh, you know, Corona had a different plan for us. Um, so getting to, to Inchilic, it's a completely uh, different mission than, than Luke. So you have to adapt to that. Um, you don't know anybody. I was fortunately, uh, I knew uh, uh, two people there that came from Luke um, and I arrived with, Another person from Luke, shout out uh, Vincent Cheater. Um, so who ended up being my roommate. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, it was a lot different. At lockdown uh, at, at base, you can't leave base. You're restricted to the bowling alley. You're restricted to uh, Ambassador. Shout out Ambassador. Um, <laughs> hey, the cheesy bread was amazing. Yeah, for real. Put that spicy on it, please. Um, but definitely getting, getting to know different people, people coming from all over the world. Um, to Turkey, um, met, you know, Dozier, Dozier was dope. I was glad you introduced me to him. My dog. One of the coolest shout guys. Out, shout um, out to Doge. And then of course the, the crew that we met and then, uh, and then everybody coming in and out, you know, um, it's such a high tempo of people leaving, you, you make friends and then they're out. Um, so COVID definitely put a, a strain on that. Um, but it definitely brought us all together, uh, with Camp Corona. Uh, that's a whole different, <laughs> That we need like 
a day yeah. of a podcast for that. I don't think that's <laughs> we didn't. Time. We weren't even in it together. That's the crazy yeah, part. Everyone was kind of split up. Yeah, yeah. You were there for yeah. So you were there for a while, and I didn't even meet you until after. So <laughs> I, I lost out on about a month of Nick. So yeah, uh, that's a little tough. A little jealous of, of other people that got to experience that. Um, but yeah, definitely changing the environment. Um, it was just a, a whole new world. Uh, it went from the base just being on lockdown where you can go do stuff to, hey, you have to stay in your house. You cannot hang out with 10 more people or you're going to die. So it was definitely it was definitely weird. It was, it was a new thing. Nobody knew what was going on. Um, so, was, yeah, it, it definitely changed a lot, a lot of things. It, it, adjustment is a, a small word compared to what we had to do um, to adapt to, to, to what we had going on. For sure. And I never asked you this. And um, I hope that answered the question. You, I know I kind of. No, rambled. yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. No, this is uh, a rambling podcast. I love it, <laughs> uh, definitely. So I know um, we've had this conversation, but I guess I never really asked you in depth. So, like, was it, was it because times got worse? So we all came together um, in the sense of, I remember you telling me uh, when. Uh, we finally like were able to like uh, legit legitimately become friends. You said, you know, like this place was um was pretty good before you got here, but it's like now it's a lot better. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that. No, no. But I think I think as a unit, as as a unit, as a, a group of friends, uh, do I know this has a, a factor in it. It was like. Oh, like times got even worse than they already than they already were. But what do you no, think? Sure. Um, what do you think that transition was to where it was like, hey, like, like we got this, you know? Uh, because you were there uh, months before I was. Yeah. So, so I think uh, what changed, obviously, COVID changed everything. But before that, it was mostly everybody had kind of that mentality, like, I'm here for a year. Um, and I get to dip out and go to a dream base overseas that I've been wanting to go to, or I get to go home or, or, or that, you know, cause you're there for, um, you know, you have your one month kind of your first month there, you're in processing, you're learning the job. You can't go out to work because you're not certified to do it. Um, not clear to do it yet. Um, so you spend about one month doing that Then you spend originally, you know, spend about four, four months, five months, um, doing the actual job. And right when you get proficient at it, you're like, all right, deuces, I'm going on leave. And now you're gone for another 30 days. So you lose out on one month. So we're at, what, five, six months there. You get back and then you have maybe three, four months left before you have to start completely out processing. You're off of work and then you're out to a whole new base, whole new world, whole new environment. Um, and then COVID said, nope, you guys are not doing that. Uh, so what, uh, for me personally, uh, what we had originally planned um, was I was going to take leave. I got there in October. Um, I was going to take leave around April, May, uh, for my wife's birthday. And then, uh, we kind of changed it. We pushed it back or it was, uh, end of March, uh, April, I was gonna take the leave. And then, uh, we pushed it back to kind of not confuse the kids like dad's home and then dad's gone again. And so we kind of like split it in half to a big chunk first and then just finish it out and, meet up uh, in a whole new base in, in Europe, which that also changed because I'm in Oklahoma now. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so yeah, so COVID hit in March. 
Uh, that's when our, our leave restrict movement, we restricted movement. Um, Jeter, again, was able to get, get on a plane right before uh, it hit. So he got a free 90 days of leave. Um, me, on the other hand, since we pushed it back, um, I obviously was unable to go on leave. And then we were in that window where they were talking about um, letting us go on leave again. Uh, and they were going to take the numbers in consideration and see how uh, the nation and the world itself was doing handling COVID. Uh, so there was, a, I think it was, a, I believe, June, July, July 1st was the deadline um, for that new uh, time frame if we were going to be allowed to go on leave. So obviously I'm over here, you know, missing my family and everybody's kind of worried, like people are losing orders, people are getting held back, people are uh, passing the report no later than dates. Um, so it was a bit of, of a hectic time for everybody there, obviously, in the world. Um, but for me personally, um, that July 1st deadline for the new restrictions uh, was definitely something I was looking forward to. So when I read that letter from the Secretary of Defense, and the Defense Department um, saying, no, you guys will not be going on leave. And knowing that I was going to be stuck there uh, until this was over or until, uh, you know, we were able to do anything. Um, it definitely was a, a shot to my morale. Definitely, you know, having to make that phone call um, and tell them, hey, dad's not coming home. And I don't know when I'm coming home. It's, it's definitely a heartbreaking uh, experience. It's definitely uh, something I don't wish on anybody. To, to have to tell your child that, tell your wife that, uh, tell your family members that, it, it's definitely, because you have no control over it. Uh, you know, we, we signed up, we, we did our oath, we, you know, we promised the country that we, we do what we have to do, um, but sometimes that comes with a little bit of, hey, I don't want to do this because I want to see my family. Um, so yeah, so going into that, it definitely changed everything. We all kind of knew we were all stuck together, um, and we were all we had. So I definitely think that 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 definitely played a part into it. We were just like, okay, this is completely new to everybody because we had master sergeants that had been in for 20 years and they had never experienced anything like that. Um, so they, they were also going through it. And so it was, it was up to us to all lean on each other uh, to make sure that we didn't you know, completely lose our minds because at, at some points it got, it got pretty dark. Um, I ain't gonna lie about that. So um, being, yeah, being sure. able to be there for, for everybody, being able to, talk to somebody, they're going through one thing and you can kind of relate with them. Um, you know, people are stuck there. They were about to leave. They were about five days from the next plane and then military said, nah, y'all can't go nowhere. Um, so I definitely think uh, us, the, we would have we been friends. We would have been close friends because we had the same time off. We hung out together, but knowing that, hey, we're, th this is us, this is, we can't there's nobody coming to save us until yeah somebody says you can leave uh it, it's it's us so i definitely think that that definitely brought us even closer than we could have been um for sure yeah i, I uh i just want to give a shout out to all the people um I, I there's so many names i can't i don't i don't want to forget anybody so all the people that were getting ready to leave and had their orders to their next base and everything um, not just in our squadron, but all over that base um, that had to stay an extra three months. And it's not just three months. Like if somebody told you, hey, stay another three months. OK, cool. It was an extra like, hey, we don't know when you're leaving. You know what I mean? So um, you're just going to have to stay a little bit longer. Who knows when that is? That is um, 
gut-wrenching. And I know you had to go through that too in a different aspect. But I just want to give a shout out to all those people um, that did that. Uh, Y'all went through people. it. We made it through yeah. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it helped us out a lot. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, on, for, from a work aspect um, and friendship aspect. But I think too, how you said when you were trying to take that leave and leave is vacation time also too, for anyone that's like kind of confused. Um, when you're trying to take that vacation time back to, um, to see the family. I, I remember I was, I was just longing for friends because I think my experience was like, okay, cool. This happened with we the camp COVID. Yeah, everybody was nice. You know what I mean? Nobody was like, like, like not nice, but I'm still like, learning my job, you know what I mean? And then I'm a brand new staff that, or at the time I was a select when I got there. So then like, I'm, I'm still like trying to earn respect. You know what I mean? I'm trying to earn respect as a brand new supervisor. Yeah. Trying to find your place there. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people, you know what I mean? A lot of personalities. So that was uh, not difficult, but a challenge in itself. Um, so by the time we all like, came back together it was um it was uh it was weird because um so i'm just trying to get in my thoughts it was weird because me longing for, for for that friendship and all that stuff there was a bunch of like already set in stone like like i guess cruise i guess you could say yeah, so i'm fine sure. yeah so i'm finding my place seeing 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 where i fit in all this and uh i think it just kudos to to you guys for being like open arms to that you know um because i feel like it just hit the ground running i was just like hey i'm here and uh a great group of friends you know what i mean shout out to all all those guys and girls that just kind of like said hey you're part of the family now this family isn't going anywhere, at least anytime soon. Facts, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And then, and then uh, I do remember that night uh, we were out, you know, getting our, our drink on. And then uh, it was just one of those moments where I was just like, I knew that you you weren't just a, a part-time friend, you know? Like, this was, uh, you know, this was, this was a real friendship developing. And I, and I was in that, that low you know, not being able to see my family, you know, we, we just got out of, of camp COVID and uh, we're all just trying to get along. And then I was like, all right, I click with this dude. I, I, I mess with him. He, he's, he's dope dude. So uh, I definitely, definitely eased the, the weight on my shoulders. So uh, I appreciate you for that for sure. Um, and, uh, uh, thanks. And everybody else in the crew, you know, uh, and every time I see a, a can of beer, you know, I, I get that urge to just pop it, put my thumb in it. Shout out JJT. <laughs> JJT. So. He probably won't watch us, but we still love him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah man. Mm -hmm. So that was that was a that was a different uh a different environment. And uh also too, I just want to give a shout out to our leadership. Our master sergeants that we have were beyond, beyond great. No, Sergeant sure. Gilly, Sergeant Turner, Sergeant Bear, thank you so much. Um, if you are listening to this, I could not, could not be more grateful for all the help that you brought. You know what I mean? Because it starts from the top. And they, they, these three gentlemen were at the top of our, uh, 
our shift, I guess, our night shift that we were, and they, yeah, and they had to, um, you know, pave the way to how everybody else was going to uh, not only uh, react, but cope. And uh, seeing the way they handled things really didn't make it easy, but really set the tone for how the rest of us were going to um, attack, I guess, such a, such a gruesome, like, terrible year. Nobody so knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's happening. And they all had their own way of, of taking care of us. Uh, and it was definitely, you know, it, it, it really helped out. And I was actually texting uh, Sarangili yesterday because I needed help with a package. Uh, or I was, thinking, I was typing a package up and just writing bullets. Um, and I was like, man, I was thinking of him and I texted him. And I was like, yo, I'm writing this package right now. And I'm thinking of you and thinking about how insane you are at writing these, these bullets and packages. Because one time I, I was working on a, on a decoration deck, for one of our yep. troops. And I was like, sir, I need help. And he walked <laughs> in there and just, it was like fire on, on the keyboard, man. He was just typing stuff away. And uh, it was it was insane to see. And I was like, oh, OK, this guy knows knows what he's doing. And then uh, so he was definitely. But yeah, Sergeant Turner, Sergeant Bear, Sergeant Gilly, for sure. They all had their own way of showing us love. And uh, whether it was tough love uh, or just a shoulder to lean on, they definitely were there through it because they, they were the guiding light during a, a very dark time for for everybody, for everybody there. So for sure. And I think. um I think while we're on this topic, they didn't even mean for it to sway this way, but I love it. And uh, they're going to get the love and praise that they deserve um, just on that different, you know, avenues of how you're going to get it. So Turner was definitely a tough love. Uh, he was going to tell you how it is. He wasn't going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. He wasn't going to sugarcoat it. He wasn't going to tie a bow around it. He was going to give you the business. Then they're direct from point A to point B, which is necessary, right? But this is why they all worked in a good like transition. And then Son Gilly, it's like almost the exact opposite, right? He's like the caregiver, you know, the dad. He's gonna he's gonna break it down. He's gonna say, okay, well, what what do we need to do? How do we need to get there? And um, yeah, and we'll, and we'll do it that way. And Son Bear was definitely a good like in between right he was he was definitely your good like hey I'll, I'll jump on you right but i can also be uh be real like laid back and real chill yeah, and he was just a little bit more cultured than yeah. the both of those so it kind of it kind of helped other two you, are, you know the other two are for sure the old heads <laughs> yeah so song bear being the cultured one was definitely uh definitely good on our end because when we had uh issues or you know certain things to talk about that that they can relate to he was able to like you know transcribe yeah, all that sure. kind of and stuff then, uh, so you know video games you know he he knew what we were talking about uh and Sergeant Gilly tried getting into it you know uh he he did he held his own uh but Sergeant <laughs> Bear was definitely the middleman and like uh not in a bad way uh definitely uh helped us out uh tra- translate to to the to the OGs and 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 be like, all right, this is what they're, this is what, what our guys are feeling. How, how do we take care of this? For sure, for sure. So now, more to I guess uh, a little bit nitty gritty, same topic, but just more more in depth on um, I guess the journey. Uh, if you're willing to share, do you want to elaborate to these guys about um, 
what exactly uh transcribed because it wasn't just you it was you it was um it was uh, it was gabby too she she had to go through it uh who else uh nadia uh jones had to go through it and um that was just it was so it was so heartbreaking to even like see you guys have to go through yeah the disappointment that unfortunately sometimes the way the air force goes it was totally unfair and i i just i I don't even know like i couldn't put that into words because that how how does that not break someone's spirit if you want to just elaborate on your story uh so yeah so um some people know so uh uh like i said earlier we were supposed to end up in europe um now i'm in oklahoma uh so the way the military works is if you're not medically qualified to go overseas then they're gonna say you can't go overseas and we'll find you somewhere to go uh but it ain't here and so um i went through the process about processing i needed one one document i had everything else done needed one document my plane was following tuesday and uh medical said nope can't go uh so that so uh leading into that or going forward from that um i had to go home make a call so at at this point i hadn't seen my family for i I think a year it it had been a over a year like a couple days over a year maybe two weeks after um so 365 days plus two weeks no family no wife no mom no dad nobody, uh, no kids, uh, not my dogs. And I had to go home and make a call. And, uh, you know, my, my wife handled it, handled it a lot better because she saw the look on my face. Cause she knew how distraught I was. I mean, there, it's like distraught is pretty high up there, but I don't think it really describes what I was feeling that day. Um, and I, so she plays a big role in, in my life and obviously she's my wife, but in this whole military game that, that, that we're in, you know, um, got, got together right out of high school, right at the end of high school, you know, uh, been together 10 years, married for eight or almost eight, somewhere around there. Um, it's been a long time, um, you know, so, so she's dealt with giving birth without me by her side. She's dealt with being left alone with two kids without me there. Um, she's bought a house uh, on her own. When I'm not there, she signed for it. Um, and she still gets mad at me because I have a very long name. It's not just Eddie. And she had to sign that over and over and over and over again for that house. <laughs> um, so I didn't want to put this weight on her to tell my daughter. My son, you know, he, he, was, he was about to turn two. Um, so he didn't really grasp it. You know, he sees me, see me on FaceTime, dad, and then be like, all right, deuces, I'm gonna go play and watch Paw Patrol. Uh, <laughs> but my daughter, uh, you know, she was a little older. She was a, a four, four or five. Um, so she kind of understood like, hey, dad's been gone a lot. Where is this dude? Um, and, 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 you know, just like any other dad with their daughter, it's, it's definitely a lot closer relationship. Um, you know, she has me wrapped around her finger. So, so for me to, to take that weight from my wife was just one thing that I did not mind doing, um, no matter how hard it was going to hurt. So, yeah, so I know I get on the phone with my daughter and, you know, um, I tell her and it's immediate tears, my tears, her tears, 
And, you know, you can't do anything other than, uh, you know, apologize, you know. Um, at that point, words don't really mean much. You've been gone for over a year. Um, you know, you don't really prepare for that moment where you have to tell them, like, hey, I'm not coming back. And it's going to be a little bit. And we're also not going to Europe. So we got that. Um, and then uh, there's that, uh, that, that moment where, or that time frame where the uncertainty of where, the, where I'm going to go. Because um, I didn't know, because all I knew is my orders were canceled and that was it. And it was now it was up to the Air Force gods to see where they needed me. Um, and about a couple weeks later, you know, I go and check in like, hey, where are my orders at? I was supposed to be getting orders. And we call over to, you know, not going to bag on them, but we call over to MPF and they're just like, what orders are you talking about, bro? And, you know, now it's, you know, now I'm at a year and a month away from my family. So now it's kind of mm -hmm. getting, I'm like, yo, like now y'all, now you're playing with me. And um, they ended up figuring it out. You know, a chief had to make a call, which is never a good thing. Um, but chief had to make a call, um, got done, got taken care of. Uh, Sergeant Gilly was also there to, to help me out through that process to get in touch with another chief and be like, yo, figured, we got to figure this out. This guy needs to go. Um, so yeah, so then uh, I get that email and I see a, an all familiar squadron number. And I'm like, this, this I, I've seen this before. And uh, so hop on Google real quick and I type in 97SFS and Altus, Oklahoma pops up. So, uh, uh, but, but during that time when, when it, it was dark where I didn't know where I was going, where my orders were canceled, um, we, you guys definitely came and picked me up and we're like, yo, like, it's, it sucks. We get it, you know, but you're, you're going to get to see your family. And, and, and at that time, it, it was very one of those times, like moments where I was just like, they don't deserve this. You know, you start thinking about like, you know, they're better off without you. You start getting into like a dark spot. Uh, you never want to fall into that. Um, I unfortunately did, but um, it was for a very, very brief moment. And uh, I definitely thank you guys for, for, for getting me out of that, um, for letting me see like, hey, you know, it's not that bad. At least, you know, you, you're going to get to go home. Just you're almost there. You know, it's just another couple weeks, another couple weeks. And, and getting pulled through that is definitely where you, you need to latch on to people. Um, whether it's going out for breakfast beers or getting a text telling you to hop on hop, hop on Warzone and, and get and get murdered a lot on the <laughs> uh, that Turkish Wi-Fi is not not the business, and I also was not uh, the best player. Um, but yeah, All in then, now. Uh, but yeah, but then uh, uh, we got through that time, um, and then I ended up leaving, and uh, that was tough. Because now it was a completely new new venture that we were going on. Um, you know, my son was was three now. Um, he was talking a lot more. Can't really understand him yet, but he was talking a lot more. Um, I had been gone for I think we we counted it and it was four hundred and forty five days. Um, that's a crazy number to be away from family, to be away from everything that you know. Um, but, but getting to that point, it, you know, like, hey, we're going to Oklahoma. So now we're going from the city. Now we're going to a small town. Okay. 
I'm leaving all my friends that I just made that, that, that just became so close with, I'm leaving that environment. I'm leaving from the environment where I was able to, you know, if it, there's nothing going on, I could just hop on a video game and just do that and spend hours. And, but now I had to go home. I had to be a husband, had to be a, a, a dad. Um, and then I had to, to learn a whole new job here. And, um, so I had to take everything that I learned from you guys. Um, I let Sergeant Gilly know this the other day too. Like I, I took everything that they taught me and kind of just threw it on my shoulders. And it was like, all right, it's time to, time to settle down. Let's do this. Um, it was definitely a lot different though. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, getting through that, getting through that point is, is definitely hard and you definitely need people to grab onto and, and carry you through. For sure. So 445 days, just to put that in perspective, guys, we were on a base. I, I fortunately enough, only only did my year. I did 365, but I'd say what from where we actually like lived. I wouldn't say worked. Maybe it's ten mile radius, um, if that, right? Um, yeah. For 445 days. And that's and just work. That uh, our living environment, maybe what, maybe three miles. Yeah, if yeah, everybody that. lives in that little circle, so exactly, and it was a it was a long journey, especially for my man Eddie, and I would just want to thank you for sharing that because I I remember those days, especially when sitting next to you and you have to like check the computer to see, you know, your orders being canceled, and then being next to you to see, oh, you got orders, and it's to Oklahoma, and all those heart wrenching conversations, um. I really, I really just uh, wanted to say I'm so proud of you, and I want to let everybody else out there know that, like, when we talk about this new environment, that's why I like this topic so much. It was something that none of us, especially you in this case, got to choose, and the people around you, and that's why your your environment and your circle is so important because the people around you are going to recognize that, hey, we got you. And there was nothing I can do or Tarby or or anybody else could have done, right, to to put you in the mood of like, hey, here's your family. There was nothing anybody could have done. But, right, what we, what we did in the meantime was say, hey, like, like, we got your back. You know what I mean? We're in your corner. Now, you're not gonna you're not gonna win the fight because it's still gonna kick your ass, right? You're still gonna be down and out, but you're not gonna you're not gonna stay on the ground. You know, we're not gonna let that happen. And I I look back at those times because I was going through it, um, and I'm still going through it. Um, but I look back at those times and I think like, wow, like. Like I just think God really put like the 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 smash of people in 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 each other's lives at the at the perfect time at the perfect moment to uh to be able to to survive something like that because like you said I'm sure it got dark yeah yeah it was just a great mixture of people you know and we all brought our own little thing to the table like humor wise you know advice wise experience wise uh, just different. It was just, it was a very good uh, cocktail of people that, that were put together. Um, and I, and I, want, I also want to say this about new environments, because I remember giving my niece uh, some advice because she had graduated high school in 2019. 
Yes, she did. And that was when I was leaving Germany. So, I mean, most people know from previous podcasts, uh, if you if you can recall, I've been to a lot of different paces in a short amount of time. Boom, I got sent to Korea, first base for a year. Got sent to Germany. I was there for six months. Got sent to Africa. Came back from Africa. I was in Germany probably another year. Boom, got sent to Turkey. Excuse me. I was in Turkey for a year, and then now I'm in um, I'm in San Antonio. But it was a lot of, hey, pick everything up and go. Pick everything yeah. up and go. And what people don't realize is throughout that whole entire time, there was a bunch of Eddies, you know what I mean? And Tarbies and Choppas and and Queen and and uh, Cheyenne and a bunch of friends, right, that you meet along the way that are lifelong friends. And having to just say, hey, deuces, you know what I mean? Like, that is, yeah, that's not it's normal. Tough. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's not uh, something people do every day. And it's just one of those things. And, and all we can really do is, you know, give that last hug and, and tag each other in memes and, and send each other dumb videos as, as we're, we're yeah, away from sure. each other. It's like, we're something to remind each other of. We see it and then uh, we're like, oh, you pop into my head. And I'm like, yo, yo laugh at this. It, this this is something that, that, that we find humorous. And yeah. Because there's a lot of people, especially while we are in Turkey at the terminal, now, you don't know, say those goodbyes, but the worst one is obviously when I had to say goodbye to Gabby. And then, like, it was like a one-two punch combo, right? So I had to say goodbye to her. And then I had to say goodbye to you. And that was like, ugh. Like, I couldn't even, like, deal with the emotions. That, when it came to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was a really rough time. Uh, super rough. And then it was, like, holiday time. Y'all left in December. Yeah. So it was even worse. Um, but I say this because, like, this was even before Turkey. I was giving my niece advice, right? Because she had graduated high school back in 2019. And I told her, I said, hey, because she was talking about going to Houston. It's where she really wanted to go. And I said, hey, that's cool. And this advice is for everyone out there that maybe had has not been in other places, right? Uh, at least like living, right? And they're thinking about it. Um, just take this into consideration. I was like, do not think that you're location is going to fix everything uh it's really not now it might help and it might get get you to where you're trying to go next so i'm not telling anybody to shy away from doing what they're trying to do especially if they're trying to get out of a a hometown that may be you know what i mean nothing left for you there but just don't don't go into the mindset where that's going to fix all your problems because problems are going to be problems no matter where you are. And I know I've said this earlier, but I'm just going to, I'm going to hype on it because I never forget getting to Korea. I did not want to go to Korea. Uh, why? Because I was out, of, I was straight out of high school. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm going on the, uh, literally as far away as I could possibly go. You know, it was like an 18 hour flight. I'll never forget. It was the worst. Yeah. And then when I got to Korea, like you say, you get settled, you make, you make these friends and it's like, I was so sad. I was like, going to Germany, going to Germany, because that's where I wanted to go, you know? And then you get to Germany, and I was like, dude, I miss Korea. And then it took a while for me to acclimate mm-hmm. to Germany, et cetera, et cetera. So just for my people out there, if you're in a, if you're in a tight um, position, um, just know that location is everything. It's important, right? But it's not everything. So, yeah, that's... Uh, and, uh, and, you know, and, and it takes a lot of to move away it takes a lot to 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 
pick everything and leave everything that you know and now adjust to a completely whole new place. It definitely sure. takes a lot. Okay. So challenges. Um, let's get to the next topic. That new environment topic lasted longer than expected, but that is okay because I'm loving it. I think this podcast is going it's going great. So any um any uh challenges you would say uh recently that you've been facing that uh not so much like you want to talk about, but that like you think that you're going through that could probably help um all the viewers and listeners out there? Oh, definitely. Um New job, whole new title, whole new position, um, and, and then uh, also coming home. Coming home is adjustment period is uh, is, is different. Um, you know, you've been away. Mom's been being a mom uh, by herself. She's been doing her own thing, and now you come into the picture and you try setting your rules. And you know, thankfully we had the two deployments under our belts to where we could both like, okay, I can't just get here and be, you know the hard ass that I am with the kids sometimes. Um, so, I mean, adjusting to that, that that's definitely overcoming that, um, getting with her, getting on the same program with her. Um, and then getting to this new job was definitely a lot different. You know, I, I had my medical issues that were going on. Um, so I didn't really know where, where my career was really at at this point. Uh, when I first got here, I didn't know if this was going to be one of those things where, um, it brings a, a light on you in a, a negative, in a negative way. So I was kind of nervous of that. Um, and then uh, just getting used to here. I mean, everything, you know, I, I don't want to relate it back to new environments, but it's, it's definitely one of those challenges. Um, but like I said, I, I took what uh, uh, Sergeant Turner and, and Bear and, and Gilly uh, put on me and how they trusted me and how they, how they believed in, in the person that I was. And I kind of took that here and um, I asked a lot of whys. Uh, we got a new new chief, um, which is the highest ranking enlisted person for, for my unit. And um, we had a meeting with him and I just kept asking why. And it was one of those things that he was just like, hey, keep keep asking why, keep saying no. And keep saying, why are we doing this? This is a dumb way of doing things. Why are we doing it this way? Um, and I mean, you know, I'm a little out, outspoken. I'll, I'll, when I see something dumb and I think it's dumb, I'm going to say it's dumb and I don't want to do it. And um, and obviously we, we go about it in a professional manner, tactfully. Um, but the, my new leadership here saw that and uh, he, he kind of, you know, I had been a, a BDOT controller, which is a, a like a 911 controller. It is the simplest term for, for y'all to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but just in charge of, of the base security. Um, and he was like, you know what? He's like, you've done that. You know what you're doing there. Um, let's put you in the flight sergeant role. And at this point here, um, there's just tech sergeants, which is one rank above me. And it's their position to, to fill. Um, it's what, what their rank is equal to is, is that the duty, duty title. And, um, he was like, you know, as a staff sergeant, you know, I, I think that, that you're able to take this on and, and I trust you to run with it. And so there comes those challenges of now I don't have just the people that are, you know, one or two people assigned to me. Now I have, you know, 10, 12 people assigned to me that I have to make sure that they're good to go at work, good to go at home, uh, good to go with school. And, and it's definitely been a learning curve. Um, 
I've definitely leaned on, on the tech sergeants that I trust here um, to ask why, to ask uh, those questions of, am I doing this right? Am I missing this? Um, and just as simple little things as, as yesterday, we had, a, we had a training day. Um, what I'm used to when we, we have training with weapons is you just show up to the army and you're like, hey, I'm training and they give you your weapon. Um, but here's a little different. They want training or army rosters. And so my group of people shows up and they're, they're, they're at the armory trying to get their guns and everybody's like, where's the, the army roster? So that was one of those things that I learned. I was like, oh, I got to do this. And it's just one of those things of, of overcoming challenges is really one of those things where you, you just got to find people to lean on. Um, sometimes it's going to be you and only you and just you. Um, but uh, if you're able to latch on to somebody, then, then do it. Um, but yeah, just getting adjusted is, is one of those things of just growing and trying to be confident in what you're doing if someone puts you in the positions because they trust you there and uh, just if they put you there for that reason, you're able to ask them questions. So that's why they're there for. That's what they're there for. Um, for for but, sure. Yeah, man. So being put in that position, I mean, I, I can only imagine it's uh, it's different, but I feel like you've always been operating on that level regardless um, just because of like, the amount of work and care that you put in. So yeah, I'm super proud of you on that. Um, challenges I'm going through with. Yeah, obviously you're going a whole new thing. Thought <laughs> you're a new yeah. homeowner. So congrats yeah. on that again. Hope you're enjoying the trash can. I got you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but yeah, um, man, that was, that was super, uh, super, super uh, genuine. Uh, when I got out, I was so excited. And it came like super fast, by the way. I was, yeah, it wasn't like, supposed to be that? there for like the three extra days after that you got yeah. it. So <laughs> I was surprised that you got it so fast. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah, the home, the home is definitely a, a challenge and stuff, good and bad. You know, um, I want to say uh, a fridge like went out like the first week. You know what I mean? Uh, I had some dryer issues that I had to deal with, and uh, it's different. Cause it's like um, it all fell, falls back to me. At the yeah, end of the day, yeah, you know? definitely. It's gonna hit your pocket. Nobody else <laughs> has to pay for it. So, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So that's different. Um, obviously, work is is different. Being at a ATC base, so a training base. Um, that's uh, that's different. But just cause the way you know it's operated and it's JBSA that like leeway of like what can and can't be done is just a little bit different, you know, cause a lot more hoops and stuff you got to jump through. So that was different. And then being stateside too is, um, excuse me, is a uh, different, uh, as well. Um, you know, they always say, and I knew it, right. I've been overseas. They're like, yeah, stateside is like a lot different as far as like people being tight knit and whatnot and I understood that but I wanted to come back to Texas because I wanted a home I wanted stability I wanted um a bunch of that uh that I hadn't experienced you know in the past five six years so I'm here now uh and really and I know I'm not because I have uh, you know my sister's still in San Antonio I got family down here uh, I have great co-workers uh shout out to them uh very great co-workers and obviously I have you guys um 
you know, that I always reach out to. But I think this uh, journey has been very, uh, I wouldn't say lonely, because lonely is not the right word. It has been very, um, very dark. Oh, okay, dark. We can go there, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Independent. Yeah, independent, too. But dark, not necessarily in a negative way, but still dark. You know what I mean? Because I I feel like uh, every decision I make uh, only affects me. But at the end of the day, that's not who I am. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make decisions that affect other people. And it's put me in a place of, like, um, uh, I guess, like, I couldn't even explain it. it put, it's put me in a weird place. And I think that's why one reason why I started this podcast is because I just had this urge, you know what I mean, to want to help people. Yeah, you want to be creative and reach out and, and make sure yeah. that, that you're impacting other people and doing your things. That, that's who you are. I think that's one of the things that, that did draw people to you, that draws people to you. It is one of those things that, that you want to reach out and you don't want to be selfish with everything. <laughs> like, this is mine, this is mine. You're just like, no, like I want to share this love and and happiness with everybody yeah for sure and I think I think I haven't been able to do that at all since I've been back and or at least like since um you know certain certain things transpired in my life um but at on the other side of that it's like you said like when, when you got the bad news and then like you know we're here to pick you up I think um I really, really um, have been doing a good job and I found like my faith, you know what I mean? Like that, that has came back into my life because growing up, oh, my mom's gonna, gonna cut my throat for this, but growing <laughs> up in a, in a, don't hurt <laughs> mama boots. Yeah. Growing up Catholic, right. Um, it was always like, we're going to church. We're going to church. We're going to church. And I never asked like, why? well, why we're going because we have to, you know what I mean? I, I never stopped believing in God, but I always like, it was just something that was always just like, you know, forced onto my life. Yeah. So, so when I left for the military, obviously 19, 20 in Korea and in Germany, you're traveling, doing all this stuff, moving, right. Meeting a lot of good people. You, you lose sight of, um, of uh, what's actually important. And I think now that I came back and I got a lot of more stability and I got a lot more time with myself and my own thoughts, kind of um, it grounded me, but it also humbled me because I thought I was this guy that was um, always, always able to, you know, the Goggins, you know, which I still use him and I still have, you know, part of me in that. But the David Goggins, like, get up be fearless, you know what I mean, get after it, stay hard, you know, all this stuff, and uh, a part of me is, is that, but I think I was just so down and out, like, I really was down and out, and still fighting through that, like, on the daily, that I realized that I was only making it through my day-to-day, not by off my own power, by, but by something greater than me, and, um, I've always believed in God and I knew that it was him doing, um, doing that work. So like, uh, 
yeah, so I, I went started going to church with my sister, um, which is uh really good, you know, and it's just something that I, <laughs> I I've been longing for uh, for a very long time, because dude, I I I've I've expressed this to you, I I didn't realize how uh, weak, and not weak as in like I'm not comparing myself to other people, from I'm saying weak as in what I thought of myself. You know what I mean? A year ago or even two years ago compared to what I think of myself now, like I was already a humble person, at least when it came to other other people. You know what I mean? I try not to try not to show gold or any of that, but I was humbled in my strength as um as a human being, definitely in these past few months. And to share that with everybody, uh, my biggest thing is humility. Like if you if you're able to um to really make yourself vulnerable and have that humility to say, hey, like this is what it is and you know, I'm I'm doing all I can. Um, I think that's the first step into just one, being a better person, two, getting getting through whatever you're going through, and three, just sharing sharing that information for the next person, you know, to pass down that knowledge, you know, that wisdom. Yeah, I think that, that takes a lot just because, uh, you know, coming from me, coming from a Hispanic background, you know, you have that macho mentality, you coming from your, your biracial background, same thing, strong men don't show their weakness, but it's, it's being vulnerable is one of the most important things that you can do because it allow you need to allow people in so that they can get you out. Um, For so sure. It's definitely one of those things. And, and, and I think... Uh for all those people that, you know, might be stuck in those macho ways. Hey, like, you know, do checkups, you know, like, Hey, scale one to 10, man, how you been? You know, if you ask me, I'd say like, I'm at like a six and I'm, I'm, I'm working, you know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm trying to, trying to make my way uh, towards better. So, um, you know, those checkups are important because you never know, you never know what somebody's going through and the battles that they're struggling with. Sure. Um, speaking of battles, I just wanted to elaborate on different kinds of anxieties because that's really important. And I know a lot of people out there are struggling with it. And I promise you, hey, if you ever ask me, I'll, I'll shoot prayers your way um, because that's that's something that can overtake us. Like you said, uh, when you were in Turkey, you went to a dark place and there's different kinds of anxieties. Um, there's separation anxiety. There's a uh, phobia anxiety. There's social anxiety. There's panic anxiety. There's agoraphobia anxiety, which is like, excuse me, when you're like stuck in two different positions and trying to figure it out. And then there's general just like anxiety itself. Um, do you want to elaborate on any... Uh, times you thought that like hey um i mean i'm sure in turkey you've already you've already said that but any other times you think that you're just like really like had a high form of anxiety and you were um and what you did to get out of that um yeah i mean like just pretty much it, it's all gonna entail back to our, our our original topic but um yeah, yeah that, i mean you know you have your you know the, the first day of of, of basic you know, you are literally by yourself. There's nobody else there yeah. to take care of you. So you have that anxiety. Um, and like you said, it just it just varies, you know, getting to a new place, um, brand new at your job. 
and everybody is looking at you to see what kind of person you're going to be in the unit. Um, so you have that, that anxiety of pressure of, uh, you know, everybody looking at you. And then, um, yeah, I mean, even with, uh, everything that happened, everything that transpired over in Turkey, I mean, there was one time it was like two in the morning, three in the morning here, uh, for my wife. And, you know, it's mid afternoon and I'm sitting there playing a video game, you know, trying to relax. And it just feels like something is grabbing the back of my head and I can't breathe and I have no idea what's going on. And, uh, you know, I, my wife won't mind, but, you know, she deals with her anxiety stuff as well. Um, so I kind of knew, like, I have to call her because I don't know what's going on right now. Um, so, yeah, so I FaceTimed her right away and I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. I can't breathe. Um, I, there's a lot of pressure on the back of my neck, back of my head. And it's just, she's like, you're having a panic attack. And I was just like, okay, what, what do I do? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of just got to uh, ground yourself, um, you know, uh, but it's one of those things that you, you, um, you get put into that position or you get put into, into a certain point in time and you kind of just have to be like, I, I'm here for a reason. Uh, I'm here for, for uh, a purpose. People believe in me and where I'm at. Because um, there is that, uh, sometimes you do get that imposter syndrome um, and you feel like, what am I doing here? Who am I? I'm some, you know, random kid from Riverside, California, like, I shouldn't be here and you kind of just have to be like you know what this is where I'm supposed to be um so it's it's just one of those things that, that you get it's hard to do sometimes on your own um but to ground yourself like you're saying you're doing um I'm happy that you found uh, uh, your spot in or your place in your faith um I'm personally not there yet uh, but that's my own thing uh definitely my my uh, <laughs> upbringing is, is different, but yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, but it, it's just one of those things. I mean, if you're able to find something that uh, you know re relaxes you or you know kind of makes the world go away, um, it's not going to make your problems go away. But it made for that mo moment in time. You know, it's just you and whatever you're you're doing, whether that's exercising, which is uh, awesome, uh, especially what you're doing with your guys um, over there having them work out, uh, posting on, on, posting them on, on Instagram to, to get like Cedillo, um, get them, <laughs> get them up there, get them shredded, get them ripped, um, get them fit. Um, just cause, cause that does play into, into, into your mind. That does play, like, as, as much as we'd like to, to think that it doesn't, you know, the sun is there for a reason, you know, the fresh air is out there for you to breathe and it's, it, 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 you're human. So it, it's going to relieve your anxiety. Um, I find my peace in, in, in video games, which is something that you guys brought to me. Um, cause mm -hmm. I hadn't played a shooter game since like 2013, 2014, um, yeah. in the last halo. And so, uh, it's one of, one of the ways I, I release my anxiety. I kind of forget about everything that's going on. Um, ignore my phone that keeps going off. Cause apparently flight sergeants don't have time off ever. Yeah. Um, and then just, you know, day to day, you know, getting, I love my kids. I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world, but oh man, <laughs> sometimes if I could just, if you could, if I could punt something, I think it'd be one of them sometimes. But, um, obviously we wouldn't do that, but, but for sure. I mean, if, if yeah. dealing with anxiety is it's something new to me because again, back to, you know, upbringing, 
macho, like men don't feel this, men don't have emotions, men don't, you know, um, cry, men, you know, so you kind of bottle that in. And my wife's been pretty good at telling me like, hey, if you need to let it out or if you need to go away and go get something, go get a beer by yourself or something, um, do that. So, I mean, if anybody's able, if you're able to find that for yourself, then um, you've done that with your faith, you've done that with working out. Um, so I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah. And I'm sure it's probably the same for you, but I definitely probably cried more in the last year than I have in my like entire life. Yeah. 2020 was the year of tears for sure. <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, it definitely, uh, it definitely was. And, yeah. And I think, um, uh, with my anxiety and, um, cause I think everybody has it, obviously there's different levels, different, you know, um, extents to it, but, uh, yeah, mine, I think, I think mine is like a backlash of all of last year, right? So most of my troubles are within the past six months, um, to be honest. And just because there's a lot going on, you know what I mean? Uh, in my life, a lot changed uh, drastically. And uh, it used to be, you know, like I can help people and I was able to directly do that. And I still do that, you know, and um, a lot of my uh, subordinates know, like if they ever need anything, I got them and I'm always there for them. And uh, I'm always trying to help out. But I think, uh, you know, these past six months was a lot more difficult because I'm still trying to gather like all the stuff I got. And then it was just overwhelming from everything from last year. And it was like, just like a, like, too much weight to where um you know there was days uh you know these past six months where I'd wake up and I can breathe you know and you're talking a person that's never had to had to had to go through that kind of that's thing scary. it was uh, it's scary because you don't know what's going on yeah and uh especially as a man it's like well who if I tell somebody this, like, okay, then what what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, what 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 are we fixing? And um, it's good to have those conversations, um, and not try to bottle all that in. So to all uh, my fellas out there and ladies, hey, I know, I know, you're going through it, and we all got our issues. So just know you're not alone, and there's always someone to talk to. And to those people that maybe won't talk. I encourage good friends out there to maybe try to, you know, peel back those onions as much as you can, because in the end, it's going to be, um, it's going to do more good than, than it will, will do negative because it shows that you care and that, um, that caringness can go a long way. But my big like stress relief, like for all this stuff is, um, is, is uh, jamming out, you know, and obviously since, you know, I'm back into my faith, I'm really trying to uh, make that a lot uh, more Christian music uh, for sure. And gospel, Kurt Franklin has been um, the man. Don't get me wrong, I'm still, I'm still light skin. Mm-hmm. I'll bump my Drake, I'll bump my Drake and all that stuff from time to time. Uh, sure, Billy. I listen. Yeah, that Billy Currington. Oh, as a matter of fact, dude, he was in town and I wanted to go see him, um, but it was just like it was nobody that. Uh, I had to go with so it was just like I, was, I, I just passed on it I ended up going back to Odessa to the hometown to um to see my to see my grandmother it just it was bad timing but 
I wanted to go so bad. And I was just like, you know, I was like all those great people um, in that time in Turkey. Uh, thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let, do you want to elaborate? So he's talking about Billy Carrington. For you guys that don't know, Billy Carrington is a country singer. He is um, not popping now as much as he was back in the mid 2000s. But do you want to elaborate on how uh, <laughs> how we got literally the whole crew to um to be able to uh two step in the middle of uh middle of the living room? Never forget that. Yeah, it was just one of those things. Billy, don't would come on or uh, pretty good at drinking beer. It was typically around. Let me uh, down easy. Pong. Yeah, beer pong time was definitely yeah. uh, a pretty good at drinking beer. And then once we were like, all right. Let's uh, let's let's have a uh, coach Nick show us uh, how to step out here, <laughs> and uh, so then it just turned one of those things where if Billy Currington was on, it was just like, all right, let's get to let's get to stepping over here. Yeah, uh, and so it was just one of those cheers that we had, Billy. <laughs> yeah, it was go, so uh, it was so punch some beers and get it going. Yeah, it was so funny because you know there'd be the Migos, you know what I mean. Um, who else? You know, obviously your Drakes, you know, your uh, Travis Scott. There'd be like party music going. Um, and and then it got to a certain point in the night. And this was like every time we decided to, you know, to have this get together. So it's like, OK, we're feeling good enough. You know, what I mean, we're, we're, we're tipsy enough to uh, kind of change, change the vibe from uh, rapping, you know, uh, kind of upbeat stuff to, to country. And it was always Billy Carrington. And uh, yeah, that was just that was just a moment. Because I think that like, that speaks to how good of friends we all were. Because nobody, you know what I mean? Nobody was like, hey, what are you doing? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I know everyone's sure. just like, yeah. It was definitely, you know? it was definitely the, the most country I've listened to <laughs> it was during that time. So uh, for sure, it was one of those things where we're just like, hey, this song's popping. Let's. You know, yeah. it's not Migos, it's not Future, but it's Billy. <laughs> it's Billy, let's go. And uh, yeah, then uh, we ended up like, you know, just making that a tradition, which was um, really awesome. And uh, yeah, uh, but to kind of bring it back to anxiety, guys, um, you know, whatever kind of uh, type of anxiety you have, um, just know that you know, you're not alone. I know I've said this a thousand times, but I could not preach that anymore because you matter and you're important. And there's somebody out there that, um, that, that, that needs you in their life. You know what I mean? And if you weren't around, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be the same person. So, uh, don't ever forget that. Next topic I want to, I want to hit on is, um, just a lot. Kudos to you. Um, is uh quitting bad habits um bad habits you know we all have them we're all human and we all try to work through the things that we got i personally want to thank eddie i don't think he knows us to this like amount of detail but you were like a big reason why i quit uh chewing tobacco so for those y'all don't know from like 18 to like 22 yeah 22 23 i i just chewed tobacco because it got introduced to me in the military we're in high school but i didn't really do it in high school 
military, high stressful situations. I started doing it. It became a habit. And while we were in Turkey, I actually got Eddie to do it. And it was, um, it was really bad. It was a terrible influence. Um, and as we were getting ready, uh, you know, at the tail end of that, um, he basically was like, yeah, dude, it's like, I can't do this anymore. He's like, my wife will kill me. I was like, and those words are just normal words, right? I, I kind of just like laughed it off. But for me, I, I internalized that and realized like, well, what am I doing? You know what I mean? I have this little little habit over me and it was really an actual addictive habit you know and I, I eventually like dug deep and I was like if, if my friend could do that for his family I could do it for myself you know yeah and um thankfully uh something as small as that you're able to help me through that and um yeah April 29th yeah it was the last time so uh Definitely, it's been a minute, but I, I, I appreciate that so much. Um, yeah, old yeah, habits. Yeah, yeah same things. I mean, uh, it was introduced to me in high school, and I go knock nobody that does it. I get it. It's relaxing. It's, it gets your minds off things. So it might be one of those things that helps you with anxiety. Um, but it's definitely not healthy for you. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so, I mean, it was introduced to me in high school. You know, football team, people, you know, you got your – varsity players that are like oh you're like oh you want you know as much as we like to deny it, we like to emulate people that are above us um so i mean on and off and then of course like right in the military everybody's doing it a lot of people are doing it especially in our career field because it's a lot of sitting and waiting so um something to pass the time um i know i got got to a pretty bad point when i was a uh a different environment there are different places where uh I was working BDOC and like my radio would go off and I was like, oh man, all right, here we go. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do anything before I do this or it was the end of shift. Toward the end of shift and my blotter wasn't done and I had to yeah. tell people to get out and shut up and I just throw one in and just type my little Start life away. 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 And then uh, obviously being a, alone out there um, or being by myself or just hanging out, you know, you kind of just, it just brings that vibe where you're just like, it's chill and you throw that, that dip in, but for sure, my wife would kill me. Um, it's, it's it's gross. It makes your teeth look bad. Um, and uh, I don't have the best smile, but I like to keep it as good as it can be. So, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, because I remember we like uh, cheered our last can and uh, we're like, all right, this is it. And, you know, we slipped up here and there and it's going to happen when you're getting rid of an addictive thing, um, mm. like tobacco, especially. Um, just because it's a, a, a sensation, you know, I, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't, you know, I'll smoke a cigar every now and then in celebratory fashion. Uh, but it's not, I, you know, I'm not out there craving to go outside in the cold to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> um, it's, it's, so it's nice yeah. to just throw a dip in when you're, you're by yourself inside. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely one of those things where I was like, I can't go home and do this. I don't want my kids to see me doing it. And uh, I don't want my, my wife to see me do it or anything like that. Uh, so it was just, Getting over that was pretty hard because you do run into those issues where you're just like, I just want to dip. Like, that would make everything better right now if I just had a dip. Um, so I, I've gone through, you know, the cold turkey. Um, I did start using um, just to kind of relieve that nicotine craving. Um, I started using like the um, Zin and On. Yeah, yeah. Just straight yeah. nicotine. Um, and it just 
hits that nerve in your brain and you're just like, you're good to go. Um, yeah, for sure. So that's, that's kind of the way that I reeled back. And then, I, I mean, uh, drinking when I got home, it was one of those things I really want to do because, I mean, you got pretty bad. I got pretty bad out there where I just kind of wake up and have a beer. But I was a <laughs> night shifter, so I wasn't drinking. I was drinking at like six in the afternoon, but yeah. it was my breakfast. And so that wasn't good. So, I mean, getting home, obviously I can't be uh, a drunk around the, uh, I can't be drunk around the kids all the time so uh, just kind of reeling that back in uh, you know just getting your mind off of it uh, trying to figure something else to do uh, it's, it's definitely more it's hard but it's possible uh, so now yeah, I'll just sure. enjoy a, I'll enjoy a cocktail with my wife every now and then get some uh, tin cup and uh, coke going and then, uh, you mm-hmm. could go. but yeah, man. Like I've only I've only gotten drunk twice since I've been back. So I got drunk once whenever um my roommate's birthday. Um, one of the guys that stays with me. Uh, yeah, it was his birthday, and uh, I was stationed with him in Korea, so it was good, you know what I mean, to celebrate with him. And then the second time, um, what was this? It was my best friend Dayton. Uh, I just hadn't seen him in a while. And uh, we started drinking, and uh, that was really nice. But I definitely cut back because, like I said, Turkey was bad. 2020, we didn't have much to do. There wasn't much out there, so it was a lot of drinking. And I like tobacco. Yeah, I really <laughs> like. I really brought it back in, and I definitely like the thought of being hungover now. Just like I have, I would, I would have to like prepare like in in advance. You know what I mean? Uh, for that kind of thing. But uh. What I what I wanted to say too on on a I guess on a funnier note with with uh bad habits, bad habits, old habits, whatever case, whether that be drinking, smoking, um, spending money on you know like things that you don't need to spend money on, uh, fast food, um, all 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 sorts of old habits, bad habits, uh, as long as you're like making it a point to say hey like I'm I'm trying to stop doing this. And this is the direction I'm trying to go. That is super important. And, and you're going to uh, slip up. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and like I said, it goes back to that uh, humility, that vulnerability. Like, But just know you're working towards something that's going to get you to where you're trying to go. Don't ever stop looking at the destination of where you want to be because that's super important. But I also want to um, shine a, a good light, a funny note. Fourth uh, of July. 2020 uh do you want to tell that story because <laughs> you talked about drinking and that was the first thing that was the first thing that came to mind yeah uh, uh i got yeah fuck i got woken up <laughs> i was late i was supposed to be somewhere typical eddie we work nights we work nights yeah. yeah typical eddie late as usual uh get a knock on my door get phone calls i had a bunch of missed phone calls a bunch of missed texts where you at and finally i show up and again, I just woke up, so I have not ate anything. And immediately, a beer is in my hand. We're shopping. Sorry about that. No, you get your on your iPad, what? Sorry. And uh, yeah, just they're like, all right, we're shotgunning. And so, what I had for breakfast for Fourth of July was a shotgun beer, and then <laughs> I had a taco right after that. But. <laughs> that was definitely interesting so it was definitely different it was uh showing up and just being like all right let's go let's do this and, yeah 
Yeah, but you're already a few hours late. I was I was talking about sure. me specifically, just to, oh, how deep you a were? little funny funny story for the people out there. Um, like I said, I have I've grown to have the most humility that I could possibly have. So funny stories about me are 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 fair game, and I love to hear them. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, oh, and uh, we're going out to to get some food, and I have you in the back of the car. <laughs> And uh, you, it's, it's, we've been drinking for a while. And uh, some of us have been drinking a little more than others. And uh, I hop out and I'm like, hey man, what do you want to eat? And you just looked at, looked me dead in the eye with your glasses crooked and you're like, 10 o'clock. It's like, all right, we're going to get you pizza, bro. We'll be back. <laughs> and then, uh, but so I mean, I mean uh, credit, credit to you though. We, you know, we got you some water. We got you some pizza. And you're ready to go for round two and <laughs> yeah. keep the night going. It was super funny. Was super funny. You looked me in my eyes, man. And you said 10 yeah. o'clock, like you were for sure. That's what you wanted to eat. Said, All right, <laughs> bet. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So if you're feeling hungry and you're a little drunk, hey, just go ahead and get you some 10 o'clock. Get that new system. You'll be fine. And no, hit the spot. Yeah, man. But um, yeah, before we close it up, I just want to. Uh, give you major major thanks you i promise you don't know how much you've helped me in my life um especially you know since uh we've like both left turkey it's been a it's been a real struggle bus but we're making it every day and you i repeat nick of time episode four you eddie gomez was the main person if there was one it started with me but if there was one that tipped me over say hey just do this podcast and uh yes kudos to you and i couldn't thank you enough for it i mean it was something that i knew that you were capable of doing something that, that you'd be good at um, mike went out man ah can you hear me yeah so i mean i just knew it was something that you were going to be good at you know you're good at talking uh you're good at getting stuff out of people and you know how to you know you know, pick people's brains um so i was definitely glad that that you took uh, this route um, and your creativity and your creative journey. Um, it's definitely, uh, your episodes have been pretty spot on. Um, I'm impressed with the, you know, I'm a pretty adamant uh, podcast listener or avid, uh, <laughs> avid podcast listener and uh, seeing uh, you start off, it's pretty good. The kids are up, so I'm sorry. No, they're, it's, they're in the it's, background. It's, it's totally fine. We're about to close it out anyways. But uh, yeah, man, I've always been I've always been good with like taking other people's skills and using them into mine. And that's big uh, on this podcast. So, yeah, thank you, everybody out there for listening. Eddie, is there any last things you want to let everybody know? Um, any positive messages, wisdom, advice, whatever it may be. The floor is yours. No, for sure. Uh, I mean, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving us giving me the platform to, to talk with you and for us to reconnect. I, I know it's being pretty far away from each other it gets kind of hard like we talked about um, but uh, being able to reach out to each other have each other's backs no matter how far we are it means a lot and i'm proud of you for what, what you've done with this and uh, i'm excited to see where where the nick of time goes and, and everybody tune in subscribe and like and listen on spotify and share it with everybody i mean that's my uh, uh that's my last thing uh, thank you so you're, you're welcome man Good time. great time i did too i loved it all right everybody this is the end of episode four of the Nick Time Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate the listen. 
There might be some uh, sound difficulties throughout this podcast. I apologize. Um, you know, we're still working through it. I I do this off of a laptop and a laptop only. So bear with me. Love you guys. Take care. Eddie, you're the realest, man. Much love to you. Later, man. Love you. All right. Bye-bye.